How do presentations help you take advantage of more leads? In this episode, I'm going to be diving deep into how to utilize a buyer presentation, seller presentation, and recruiting presentation to help you secure more business. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Today's a solo episode, and I'm going to be diving deep in how team leaders and agents can take advantage of using buyer presentations and seller presentations, as well as recruiting presentations to secure more business, recruit more agents, and retain more agents. Let's get into the topic today. So back in 2007, um, I was a full-time agent. I worked for about five or six years helping buyers and sellers purchase and sell real property. Um, In 2011, we launched our real estate team, our flagship team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, which went from 70 to 700 sales in six years. We were the fastest growing real estate team in history, the number one team in the world at Berkshire Hathaway in 2018. And we, we launched a real estate brokerage in 2020 inside of Keller Williams um, and have scaled massively. But for a long time, we took advantage of the strategy of creating a template presentation that we encouraged all of our listing agents and buyers agents to use. Obviously, there's lots of reasons for this, but the first and foremost is so that every client that our customer got in front of fully understood what they were receiving from a value add standpoint when they chose to work with one of our agents. I think oftentimes we take for granted our own salesmanship ability. Um, We forget that not everyone is necessarily really strong when it comes to selling themselves. Some people are embarrassed. Um, Some people are nervous. um, And some people are all the above. And so we took the we put in the energy to create a slide deck. I call them power slides, uh, which did a really great job at providing an overview of exactly what it was that our organization was going to be able to provide to the consumer. And then, of course, we gave the agency the ability to customize that presentation to kind of give it whatever twist they wanted to provide and additional value props that they made available. If you'd like a free version of our listing presentation and our buyer presentation, we make this available at growwithers.com. There's a downloadable link. You can have the PDF files of both the purchase um, presentation and the selling presentation free of charge. Again, go to growwithers.com. So first and foremost was the listing presentation. Um, It was important to us that we were providing that agent with a template that did a great job at outlining exactly what it was that we were going to make available to the client. But to give a little bit of context psychologically as to why we created the slide deck and how we designed the slide deck, um, I'm going to take you back to the DISC assessment. With the DISC, it separates people into four main categories, D-I-S-C. And with each different specific personality trait, there is a specific way that one could present to that individual. For example, a high D is going to be a driver. Those are going to be your doctors, dentists, attorneys, law enforcement. Uh, They're usually in a hurry. You get a slide deck out or you get a piece of paper out and you want to walk them through something, they want to be done with it in two minutes and move on to the next thing. So obviously, if you're presenting to a D, you want to have a lot of you want to have few slides that do a great job at outlining what the offering is. But if you go and start talking with a C, a C is going to be your engineers, um, your transaction coordinators, uh, your accountants, people that are super detail oriented. They're going to want an explanation attached to every bullet point. And so if you have a strong presentation that you've built 
for the listing presentation and or the buyer presentation, you want to be sure that that presentation can be evergreen for both your D's and your C's. And then of course you have ISs in there. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on ISs today. So with our presentation, you could speak as much or as little as you want to each slide. So within each bullet, you could go down the rabbit hole of explaining what each bullet represented and really get into some details surrounding that bullet. Or you could simply say, here are the bullets, move on to the next slide. Here are the bullets, move on to the next slide. It's up to each person to choose how they want to take advantage of that. Um, as we grew our team back in 2011, we scaled really quickly. We had six agents the first year, had 12 agents the second, about 18 the third, and we were up to about 25 agents in the fourth when we were really running on all cylinders. And with any business that's going to scale massively, you want to create it Everything needs to be systematized. Everything needs to have templates. And so the intention behind the presentation was that it could serve as a template marketing presentation to empower the agent so that they could secure more listings and or more buyers in the buyer presentation. Um, we have strategically, obviously everyone gets a listing to sign a listing agreement. That's kind of an ex expectation. If you're going to go put time and energy into marketing a listing, we know we only get paid if that listing sells, but we're not going to do any of that work and take that risk and spend that money unless a person signs a listing agreement. It's always surprised us that agents don't have people sign buyer's agreements. A lot of agents know they exist, but they don't take the extra time to treat their business like a business with that intentionality and have people sign exclusive buyer agency agreements. Um, we've always said that the agent that makes the most amount of money is the agent that spends their time in the highest income producing activities. The highest income producing activities for an agent that's in production, 80% of their time should be spent prospecting, for new clients and 20% of their time should be spent servicing the client. And I'd say the servicing part can be delegated as well. So really their time should be spent going on listing presentations and sharing this presentation slide and getting the seller to sign on the line that's dotted on a listing agreement. And then a, a agent that's in production still on the buy side should be doing a buyer presentation and getting the buyer to sign an exclusive buyer agency agreement. Once a listing agreement's been signed or a buyer's agreement has been signed, then you can turn that over to your listing specialist or your buyer specialist. And this would really tie in well to the Navy SEAL team model where you're the rainmaker, but you've got listing assistants and buyer's assistants that are actually servicing the client. If all of your time was spent prospecting, go on a appointments to get people to sign on the line that's dotted, hand them off to somebody else to actually take it across the finish line. That would be the highest income producing activity if you're an active agent. If you're a team lead that's no longer in production, you've gone seventh level, which is outlined by the MREA book, the red book, a millionaire real estate agent, then your time is probably going to be best spent recruiting agents that are going to plug into your model and follow all of these same systems and processes and procedures, as well as recruiting other direct reports like success managers, ops managers, et cetera, to help run your business. So going all the way back to the presentations, uh, back in 2011, 2012, we started testing out what best tools there were for presentations. We've landed on the iPad Pro uh, we really like it's large and it's easy to to transfer. You can also sign all your documents on it. So we really like it for the presentation and then for signing and executing the listing agreement or the buyer's agreement. Um, a typical listing presentation, we would show up at a house. We'd spend the first 10 minutes walking the exterior of the house five minutes prior to the time we told them we'd get to the property so that by the time we're walking the property and they say, do you want to go outside? You can skip about 20 minutes of wasted time because you've already quickly walked the outside. Side. If there are any points you want to 
you know, notate when you are walking outside, then you can let them know you've noticed a few things that they need to fix or change with the exterior of the home. Um, upon entering the home, you want to ask if you can meet at the kitchen table. Usually you'll be offered something to eat or drink. I'd suggest never eat, uh, but always accept a water. You're going to want it because you're going to be talking a lot. Um, I'd always accept a water, nothing else. And then you ask quickly if they'd give you a tour of the property. The intentionality behind the tour of the property as, as they walk you through the home is to build rapport and get them to know you like you trust you. You want to establish yourself as a professional. You want to point out a few things, but not overwhelm them in terms of what they can do to prepare their house for sale. It is not a staging appointment. Um, the intention is to walk through the whole house as quick as possible so you can sit down back at the table and share your presentation. You ask permission. You say the way that this meeting goes the next hour, we've now walked the house. I'd like to share a 10 or 20 minute marketing presentation so you know exactly what you're getting when you work with me. And then once we're done with the marketing presentation, I'll walk you through the market analysis. Once we're done with the market analysis, we'll take care of signing the paperwork today. And that would be how you'd walk through that listing presentation. The same thing on the buyer side, the buyer presentation, they can meet you anywhere. Um, that's kind of the nice thing about a buyer presentation versus a selling presentation. Um, they can meet you at Starbucks, they can meet you at your office and you just say, hey, we have a 20 minute marketing presentation. I want you to know what you get when I represent you as a buyer's agent. And then I'll talk about, we'll talk about the exclusive agency agreement, what my commitment is to you, what your commitment is to me as my client. And then we'll take care of paperwork today. I'm always telling them we're going to take care of that paperwork because after I've done the marketing presentation, after I've gone through numbers, all I have to say is if we can agree on a listing price, are you going to be, are you ready to move forward and sign today? Or what would keep you from moving forward and signing? Everyone's going to sign. Always set that as the expectation. If you walk out without getting the listing agreement or exclusive agency signed, your odds go way down that you're ever going to get it signed. It makes most sense just to take care of it now. And so um, we start with the marketing presentation and that's the intention behind the podcast. So um, have the iPad out. Of course, you could print off every page and just have something you hand to them. I like having some type of a leave behind. In my leave behind packet, it is all of the slides. It encompasses all of the slides from the listing presentation or buyer presentation. So most people will not remember what you talked about, um, but they will want something they can flip through. And if for whatever reason, one of the two decision makers aren't at the presentation, having that leave behind is great because it brings that other decision maker up to speed with what the value proposition is. Part of the leave behind needs to have a checklist of exactly what the deliverables are going to be and the time sequence in, um, in which those deliverables will take place. So obviously week one, stage the property. Week two, pictures. Week three, sign in the yard, go live on the MLS. Um, and then once it's under contract, what the expectation is in that 30 to 45 days of escrow, all that should be written out. Those are your SOPs or standard, standard operating procedures. And that all can be included in your slide deck. Other things that we'll see in a slide deck, of course, what are you doing to market their property? How are you any different than the other thousand agents in your marketplace? Um, of course, you're going to post it everywhere because of MLS IDX syndication. You can say, you can share with them all the places that their listing is going to be. Um, some of you might do just listed, just sold postcards. So a lot of people like to see that. You can offer to do open houses, which obviously a lot of people will agree it doesn't help get your listing sold, but it does help you pick up more buyers. That's not to say it won't help get the listing sold. Um, I think it's a strategy a lot of sellers want to see offered, and I don't have a problem with our agents choosing to do it because most of them, if they follow our open house best strategies, they're going to drive two or three new buyer leads to that open house that they can secure. Um, you're going to want to make sure that they know exactly um, what the costs are going to be. So if you have a commission plus a broker fee, what those fees are for, what those fees cover, uh, what their obligation is if an offer does come in, what those what the expectations 
expectation is in terms of a timeline when an offer comes in um, and how you're going to communicate with the lead uh, once that offer does come in and negotiate on their behalf so that they can make the most amount of money in the least amount of time with the least amount of um, confusion or least amount of hassle. Um, a lot of people want to see how you negotiate different than anybody else. And I think a lot of agents are remiss to leave that out of their presentation because they don't have an answer. So if you don't know how you negotiate on your client's behalf to get them more money in less time with less energy, then you probably should take our, take our negotiation class um, with Elite Real Estate Systems. That's a game changer. That's also your elevator speech for why people should use you and refer business to you um, whenever you're asking for referrals is talking about how you negotiate differently than everybody else. You might talk them through in the slide deck. It might have a, um, the negotiation slide to talk about how you negotiate differently and what a multiple offer situation might look like. So how you negotiate in a multiple offer situation to get them the most amount of, amount of money on a listing. And then if you're in a buyer presentation, how you'll negotiate on their behalf in a multiple offer situation to help them secure the property and how you create rapport with the agent on the other side of the transaction to, of course, get as much information as you can so you can make educated decisions when making the offer and in the negotiation. Um, there's a lot more that's pretty obvious, what the process looks like for getting their sign, their lockbox, setting up showings. Everybody's a little bit different there. What they need to do to prepare the house for a showing. Uh, what you might need to do to stage the property. Usually we use third-party staging companies, but that might be a value prop that you make available at the end of the listing presentation. You might choose to stage the house. Usually I ask that the seller has signed a listing agreement before I give them any staging advice. Of course, I'll flex as I walk through the property to show them a few ideas so they see that I have that expertise, but I'm not going to give them the laundry list and then have them go list with somebody else that doesn't charge, you know, a commission or has half of, let's say they go FISBO after I've given them all the advice on staging the property, that would be a mistake. So do not give value is our recommendation. You can show your value, but don't provide that solution until they've agreed contractually that they're going to list the property with you. So these are some of the strongest strategies as it pertains to the listing presentation and the buyer presentation, um, providing your agent with some type of a template that they can use as a game changer. They are not you. They need that presentation. And it's important that the consumer is getting treated the same way from every single agent that's inside of your organization. Um, they need to know what your value prop is. They need to know how you're different than everybody else. Why working with your team or your brokerage is going to provide them the ability to make more money in less time with less energy. And if you can solve that question with the presentation that you create and the presentation that you train your agents to use, then you will have more success. You will secure more business. And ultimately you will retain more agents because they're going to have success underneath of your umbrella. And then the last piece is the recruiting presentation. Literally all the same things we just talked about, but pertaining to recruiting to your organization. Um, oftentimes in a recruiting presentation, we suggest the same thing, kind of like the walking around the house. You bring an agent into your office, walk them through the office, talk about what a day would look like if they were inside your organization. When are your team meetings? What's the accountability? What are the systems? What kind of leads can they expect? And then have a formal slide deck that you would sit down with them in front of. And it could be again on that iPad pro, it could be on your 55 inch monitor inside your conference room, but there needs to be some type of a formal process. You take them through and you show them step-by-step, step, what are the value props of being inside of your organization? And of course there'd be a leave behind that leave behind would have the splits. It would have the team meeting schedules, upcoming events. It would have all the trainings that you offer, all the materials, all the systems, all the processes that you guys have available to you on at your company. And your intention is that they then 
not only will join your organization, but they'll tell other agents that they know that they should join the organization. And maybe they'll even share some of the information that's in your leave behind with those other agents. Um, again, if you'd like a free copy of our listing presentation template, as well as our buyer presentation template, we make that available to you at growwithers.com. If you're finding this information useful, um, and you've been taking advantage of the content that we make available on the team building podcast, we ask that you please go out and rate us, give us a five-star review on the app that you use. I know a lot of people listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, there's, it's on Amazon audible. It's everywhere podcasts exist, but please go out to wherever you're listening to it right now when this episode ends and give a shout out to either myself, the content we share and, or a previous guest that we've had on the show. You can even make a recommendation if you'd like of guests you'd like to see us bring on the show. Um, we've been getting the most downloads we've ever had right now. Uh, there's a lot of people out there in the industry that are scared with some of the changes that are taking place with continual rising interest rates, but we continue to have a lack of inventory. And a lot of people are struggling to build real estate businesses, build real estate teams, retain agents, secure a, a positive profit margin. And we're here to help you guys navigate these muddy waters in these trying times. We want to be your team building solution. And we're not even just specifically speaking to real estate teams. We're now helping to build and shape the landscape of mortgage teams, title teams, insurance teams, property management teams, and investment teams across the country. We've been whispering about our powered by ERS solution. We will be making some more public announcements in Q4, but ultimately right now we have 11 teams nationally that we're powering and giving them the ability to one day have ownership in all of those other verticals, mortgage, title, insurance, property management, and investing. And we have some really, really exciting things coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned for our future episodes. Um, please continue giving us great feedback and continuing to listen to all the content that we're making available to you. Uh, we're going to be here for a very long time and we hope that your business continues to grow and scale as does ours. Thank you so much.